2: Hello, Nets fans. Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz presented by OGGBasketball.com and NetsRepublic.com. I'm your host, Nick Faye. With me as always, Jack Manuel. What's up, Jack?
1: I got retweeted by Nets Staley. Got a quote tweet from the Brooklyn Nets official account. It's a good day to be a Nets fan, Nicholas.
2: You're famous. Please don't
1: leave the show. We love you here. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: are doing another player preview today. Today is Alan Crabb. Before we get started, as always, quick reminder, you can check us out on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, NetsRepublic.com, dash radio, and YouTube. Feel free to comment, retweet, let us know what you think, subscribe. Uh, positive reviews are always appreciated. But Alan Crabb. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about last year. Like we mentioned before, you can check out our previous pods. We did uh, season reviews on all these guys. But in terms of last year, it was kind of an up-and-down year. You know, he had a slow start. He really picked it up, had some big games. You know, that one against Chicago late in the season, 41 points, 12 of 15 from the field, 8 of 11 from three, you know, five rebounds, four assists. What were some quick thoughts on Crab last year?
1: Yeah, up and down. Uh, I think health played a big part in him being able to attack the season at full gusto. Uh, he's mentioned that at the media day more, more recently that he's – uh, and, and I think it's the case with every single player. Like, we might see that with Russell Westbrook, Devin Booker, Alonzo Ball, that they may have interrupted seasons and up-and-down seasons because of their health. And Alan Crabb was emblematic of that last season. Uh, it showed in his early-season form, and then he picked up later in the season. Uh, he's a vet. He knows how to sort of get his body right. And by the end of the season, he was showing some really nice glimpses of why we you know, gave up so much in terms of contracted money and salary cap to get him on the books.
2: Yeah, and I think that contract is the one thing that people always associate with him. You know, this year he's going to be making 19.3 mil next year, player option for 18.5, and obviously that's going to be over his head. But what would you call last year a success or a disappointment for Allen?
1: I think if we're going overall, Nick, it'll be a disappointment. But if we're splitting it up by, like, you know, first half of the season and second half of the season, you'd say the second half was definitely a disappointment. But by the end, it, it turned into somewhat of a successful season. So I think, you know, I, I don't want to. I'm always a guy who likes to be a bit more positive than negative, you know, glass half full, so to speak. Um, but I think, you know, overall, if we're looking at it as a, as a whole, uh, it was a disappointment because of what he's shown uh, in his time with Portland and what, he can, what he's capable of putting out on the NBA floor so I think for me just a slight disappointment
2: yeah I agree I think like you said though the injury when training camp and not getting full groove and feeling comfortable you could sense around all-star break and post all-star break he felt like a different guy confidence wise chemistry wise and I think that'll kind of lead into this year but talking about some of his strengths and weaknesses obviously three-point shooting was huge finishing the 93rd percentile in spot ups last year off ball movement was great and we saw some nice improvements defensively obviously there's still room for growth but what were some strengths for you
1: yeah, I think that three-point shooting is always going to be... It's just got such a fluid motion. Beautiful. Um, it's 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 very, very nice. You know, him, Joe... Uh just a a joy to watch. Uh, I'd love to see, like, you know, Alan Crabb in a breakdown video, similar to what Joe Harris has done before, just to see how his mechanics and all those sort of things, because I certainly can't shoot a three-point, and I think I'd love to see that. But But I think, yeah, I think the main thing, obviously, was his three-point shooting. We saw some improvements defensively. Uh, He mentioned to the media that that's one thing that he could bring Uh, in terms of his just energy. You know, he was able to just go, okay, I can do this. You know, even if I'm not lighting it up from the perimeter, I can bring that energy on the defensive end, that engage uh, and I think that he showed that. Um, I think his leadership as well and just his ability to, the, the system relies so heavily on three-point shooting in, in Brooklyn uh, with Coach Kenny, and obviously the crux of that is Alan Crab. So th- to be able to have such a heavy emphasis on someone, on, on one or two or a few players in, in our, our offensive system and for him to still do quite well, you know, without a training camp, I think that, you know, it shows just to his character and his experience as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. He's definitely a professional out there. And I think, you know, transition-wise, he had some nice moments too. Ball security, you know, not turning over the ball, obviously, is always great. But looking at some of the weaknesses, you know, obviously, ball handling, passing wasn't great, you know, attacking the rim and getting to the line. What were some uh, issues for you weakness-wise?
1: Yeah, weakness-wise, you know, I I think health, uh, I think he's... Scoring, uh, I think it was a little bit up and down, you know, but we saw so many nights where he would just light it up, but then there would be nights where he would get under 10 points. Uh, so for me, like that related to his consistency as well. Yeah. Um, we talked about on, on plenty of other buzz, buzz episodes throughout the season about his, you know, just awareness in terms of when to sort of make the play, you know, off the dribble, get to the rim off the dribble, take the three. Uh, I'm looking forward to, it because he did show some strides there and we did see some real consistency from him. So all of these things, it's like a compliment sandwich. I like, can't, <laughs> crap you know there were lots of things that he did bad but he did those things very well uh, a lot of the time as well so i think that the consistency is going to relate to again his health
2: yeah and showing us a better idea of like who he really is as a player like you said you know some games looking good in certain areas and then looking bad in the next game like is it was it lucky the first time was it you know just maybe you're off a little bit maybe it was the injury you know i think we just want to have a better idea of who crab is especially with that contract but talking about that, what areas would you like to see him improve this year?
1: Yeah, for me, it's going to be efficiency from the field, you know, shot selection, shooting off the dribble, and just becoming uh, and sort of relishing that sort of uh, role as a lead guy in, in the Nets offense. So there's a few things that sort of relate to his weaknesses last season. And there are all areas that I think that he can get better at and has shown glimpses of already as in his tenure as a Nets.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think just working on those offensive skills, more consistency, like we just said a hundred times. And I think confidence wise, just being more confident. because I forget the nickname, but um, they would always bring it up that way. They'd call him a certain name when he came to IC- game AC3? In-
1: yeah, that
2: AC3 or something like that. And when he's AC3, he's a different guy and he's confident and locked in. But when he's just Alan Crabb, it's just like we don't really know what we're going to get.
1: Yeah, his personality seems to be one that's, you know, a, a little bit timid. And that's not a, a bad thing in any sense. You know, you just do your work and, you know, you let your basketball do the talking. You know, we, Jared Allen's that similar sort of guy. But I think maybe uh, adding in guys like Shabazz and APR and guys like Ed Davis, uh, former teammates of his, gives him that sort of comfort level as well. Uh, I think the, the full off season that we've seen from the Nets guys in terms of, you know, other than Jeremy Lin, who's now out of here, um, we've seen a full bill of health um, for the most part. And I think that that's going to bode well just for the cohesion of him because I think he works well when the net system works well. And he's going to get nice open looks from guys like Delo from guys like Spencer, and it's going to make his life a whole lot easier because, as you mentioned, he is absolutely elite when it comes to spot-up shooting.
2: Now, talking about his teammates and coaching, how are they going to help him improve this year?
1: I think it's going to be getting him those open looks, like I mentioned, Nick, you know, in training camp, finding the right place to to find the correct play for a guy like Alan Crabb coming off the screen, the ball movement. And I think providing him and utilizing the right lineups, uh, I think that at times, you know, Coach Kenny, and we've mentioned it uh, ad nauseum, the fact that, you know, he might not have utilized the right pieces at the right way. He might have subbed guys too early. But Alan Crabb is just so important to what the Nets do. And I think if you, you have the right pieces around him, you know, whether it's offensive rebounders or whether it's, you know, uh, floor generals that can just get him the right passes or whether it's, you know, other three-point shooters like Joe Harris and Damari Carroll, then I think that they're going to be able to get the best out of a guy like Alan Crabb. But a lot of it will probably be on him and his, his own health. And I think that, you know, I think the medical staff and the training staff uh, are famed for their work. Jalan Musa mentioned it uh, at training day, at media yeah. day, so... Um, And all of them, yeah, all of them have mentioned just how good they are and how serious they are and how professional they are at their work. And I think that that's going to reflect well uh, on Alan Crabb as he really is ready to attack I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in a couple of preseason games.
2: And this is something we talked about on previous buzzes is getting in a full off season with that training staff has been great for guys like Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, you know, Karis Levert. And that's something we expect to see with D'Angelo and Alan Crab this year who weren't given that full off season with the Nets. And I think having some better three point shooting from him with some of his teammates, I think some guys will improve. I think we wouldn't be surprised to see more consistency from uh, Dinwiddie, LeVert, D'Angelo. I also think having better screeners, you mentioned Ed Davis, and I think one thing Nets players have even mentioned is the fact that he can set some hard screens. That's just going to get Allen grab some more space. We already know he doesn't really need a lot. Even Kenneth Reed, I think, can set a good screen. Jared Allen, we expect to improve in that area. Um, and like you said about the system, you know, Kenny loves his shooters. He's going to make sure they get their shots. So I think there's nothing to really worry about in that area. Now, in terms of role on the team, starter or bench player?
1: It's definitely starter. Um, I, I think as much as I love Joe Harris, um, my boy's not going to be a starter unless there's injuries. And we did say that at times. Um, Alan Crabb is the guy that you want to get hot early because it can change the entire outcome of a game. You know he, he can win hit... you a game by himself. Absolutely, and he, and he did that for us last season. You know, if he's hot early, then the Nets are going to look good. Uh, and I think going into next season as a starter, um, I'd like to see you know some some early plays for him to get in that confidence up. Not that he needs it, uh, but I think he's going to be able to uh, really make an impact for our Nets early on next season.
2: One thing I'd like to see them do with Alan Crabb a little bit is because everybody's playing him so hard at the three-point line. Sneak him, few, uh, sneak him through for a few easy cuts to the rim and get him a few layups to kind of see the ball go through the basket or get to the free throw line a little bit, get that confidence up early. And like you said, when he's hot, he's hot, and he can literally drop 30 or 40 and really change the game.
1: Yeah, I think he, he would settle a lot last season, and we sort of mentioned that. You know, We know what he's good at. We know what he's a lead at, but it's about adding some variety, variety to his game. You know, Joe Harris did that last season. You know, he was number one in driving percentage. You know, he's still not, you know, LeBron James in that area, but he was just able to make the right plays at the right time. It made him look better. You know, Alan Crabb has the ability, not necessarily to get to that sort of level, but if he makes the right plays and, you know, adds a little bit of, you know, finesse to his game, so to speak, it's going to bode well for him. And not just like, you know, his numbers and, and his scoring numbers, but his, you know, percentages and his three-point shooting numbers are going to benefit because he's going to be a threat, not just from one area, but he's going to be a threat from, from multiple areas.
2: Yeah. And the way Joe Harris did it wasn't like with speed and athleticism. Obviously, he might be a little bit stronger than Crab because Kenny's compared him to like a football player, but it was a lot of fundamentals, just getting his shoulder in front of him, get that body positioning right, where the defender is just in a position where you can't block the shot. You know, you're just have you protect the ball with your outside hand, you're good going to the rim. And I think that's something Crab could could really learn to especially because he's a little bit longer and lankier than Joe Harris so there's no reason he can't do that and people are playing him just as hard at that three-point line but minute wise what do you expect to see
1: yeah he was second in minutes last season for our nets you know only marginally behind Damari uh, with 29.3 minutes per game uh, I'd, I'd assume that it'd be something similar um, but throughout the season if he's going to get hot you know he could be one of those guys that you know coach Atkinson wants to leave out there um, it could you know hit above that 30 range. i think you know 30 31 is what we might see from him next season uh, especially because early on you know he wasn't necessarily as healthy so i think you know because he's got that clean bill of health uh, it's gonna have, uh, able be he's going be able to, play 30 minutes plus on a regular basis.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. I think if he wouldn't have that, you know, injury last year, and then I think he dealt with another ankle injury or uh, middle of the year, you know, he probably would have seen average around 30 minutes. And I think that's probably what we're going to see this year, just because there's more depth than we, like we mentioned before, you know, Kenny doesn't necessarily like to play guys big minutes, but usage wise, we're going to see a bump or around the same.
1: I think we might see a a minor bump, Nick. Uh, I think that there'll be some more plays for him, and I think that, you know, he'll be a bit smarter and and a bit more engaged and a bit more consistent. You know, 19% last season, 11th on the team, funnily enough. You know, he's not a ball handler, you know, but I think that we might see a couple of off-the-dribble moves uh, like we mentioned, sort of getting to the rim and such, you know, getting some free throws. Uh, he, he did have some nights where he had some nice passing nights as well. Um, I think that he could push that 20% range. Um, but again, you know, he doesn't need the ball in his hands for a very long time. You know, you look at Clay Thompson, you look at JJ Reddick. These guys use their their body movement and just they're moving their feet and just to be able to make the most impact. You know, they don't need to dribble the ball 100 times like a James Harden to have an effect on the scoreboard and have an effect on the game.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe a slight bump, but probably around the same just because he doesn't necessarily need the ball a ton. You know, he's going to benefit the most from coming off screens, getting those spot-up attempts or, you know, off-the-dribble type of stuff isn't really his game. You know, we might see some games where he's feeling more confident. We saw later in the season, but I wouldn't expect anything huge. Now, what do you think in terms of the season? What's he going to do stat-wise? You know, give me a stat line.
1: Yeah, I'm going with 16 points per game. That's what I have. (laughs) Yeah, uh, four rebounds. And maybe one and a half uh, assists per game. But Nick, for me, I want to hear your thoughts on what you want his three-point percentage to be. Now, it was about that 37 range last year. Uh, but, you know, obviously he's shown across his tenure um, that he can be one of the best in the league when it comes to efficiency from the perimeter. That, for me, is going to be the, the the key sort of standing point into how his sort of scoring numbers go up. Uh, it's going to be his efficiency and his percentages. Where do you think that'll land?
2: So I believe you asked me on our previous buzz if I thought Joe Harris and Alan Crow would both shoot 40% or more. And I said, yes. So I like to state to my word. So I think he'll shoot 40%. I think that's a solid number. I don't know if we'll get, he could possibly get a little bit higher, maybe a little bit lower, but I think 40% from three is a really doable number for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was 11th overall in total threes made. Um, for me, I think I'm going to go the safe option and go 39%. Um, <laughs> go that one one under like you like to do with the prices right sort of thing on the, outlet, <laughs> on the outlet and stuff. So, But I still think, you know, when you're anything above 39%, you know, you're a, an absolute menace when it comes there. And I think, you know, even if his percentages increase ever so slightly, his scoring will as well. Uh, it's just going to be about taking the right shots and, you know, not settling. Uh, and I think all of those things we're going to see from Alan Crabb next season. Uh, we're the eternal optimist here at The Buzz, and I, I think he's going to show some good things.
2: One thing I'd also like to see, you know, even if the three-point percentage were to stay around the same, I wouldn't be upset because 37.8 isn't a bad percentage. I mean, he could do better, but I think the field goal percentage, he shot around like 40% last year. i like to see that get up a little bit higher. That's just telling me that he's probably taking some bad shots where he could just be taking some better, you know, less mid-rangers trying to get to the rim a little bit more. And like I said, free throw wise, I'd like to see it improve. But my overall stat line was like almost exactly the same as yours. I had 16 points per game, four rebounds. I had two assists. And I want to see him maybe get up to one steal. I know steals aren't like defensive importance, but I still like to see him be a little bit more pesky in that area.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, Karis LeVert led the way there last season. I think Alan Crabb has those capabilities to be able to do so. Um, we've heard sort of you know, the rumblings coming out from Nets Media Day and from Coach Kenny about how defense is going to be a huge emphasis, whether we implement this new sort of scheme, which we will chat about on future pods and such. But I think it's going to be, you know, and Alan Crabb is definitely going to have an effect uh, on the defensive end and the offensive end next season.
2: Yeah, take advantage of some of that length, get in those passing lanes, kind of deflect some passes. But... Give me some thoughts on Alan Crabb. You know, like, what are, you, are we going to think about him next year? Is he going to be better than last season, or what do you expect?
1: Oh, it, I think without a doubt, if, if health permitting, he's going to be better than last season. You know, on our fan show, Jason mentioned that he thinks he's going to be, you know, our MVP. He hopes he can have more than 300 threes next season. Now, uh, James Harden led the, led the way uh, with 265 uh, overall. So I think it's going to be, you know, a, a huge feat. For Alan Crabb to get that, but he has the ability to do so. And those percentages can ref- reflect that. Um, so I'd be happy if he was like top five. Um, you know, he was 11th last season. Top five was around that sort of 230 range with guys like Clay Thompson and the like. I think that Alan Crabb has that ability. And, you know, the acquisitions we made, I think it's going to help the spacing. Um, we know how good he is when it comes to uh, his efficiency as a spot up shooter, especially from the perimeter. So I think that, you know, if he has a similar sort of mold as a Joe Harris season last season, um, then I would be more than happy.
2: Yeah. And I want to say um, it was Nick on the NBA outlet Nets preview mentioned Crabb as one of the breakout guys having a big season.
1: Yeah. Yep. So
2: I think, you know, obviously that's some great respect coming from Nick. And then, like you said, Jason mentioned him too. So, I think Crab could really break out this year and have a really nice season and kind of do what the Nets expect. And we know the organization is super high on him, and they were probably slightly disappointed. Obviously, the injury had an impact, but I think they expect more out of him because there hasn't been really an urge to move that contract. And I know a lot of people around the league feel like, obviously, it's a huge overpay and whatnot, but three-point shooting is expensive. And I think, you know, if the Nets can get him closer to that value, they'd be very happy.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a slight overpay, but like, who else are the Nets going to give the money to anyway? Yeah, you know, he's, he was the guy that we were looking for. Um, we sort of we got rid of Andrew Nicholson as well, so I mean it's sort of cheap. And people the always forget that. Yeah, and it cheapened the deal somewhat in that sense. So you know, I, I get that it is an inflated contract, but it's by no means an albatross, and he's still a very, very effective player. He's not Bismack Biombo or Timofey Moskov, who we did have. Um, and also, if you are looking for you know Alan Crabb and you know his efficiency, um, Nicholas Laterna, you know at Nets Republic and a guy. Big friend of the show, big friend of the buzz. Um, did a nice sort of video breakdown as you know he does so often on how awesome you know Alan Crabb was and how important he is.
2: Nick is probably one of the best video breakdown people on it's NBA that. Twitter in general. That. Like, there's really, I mean, he's definitely the best Nets guy. So make sure you check him out. But uh, Crab, are we gonna see him at three point contest this
1: year? Uh, if it's not Joe Harris, it better be Alan crabnick or we riot. Um, we need to start some sort of Twitter campaign. Whoever has by, like, you know, sort of January or so, the higher uh, field goal percentage or the higher n- number of, of threes made, uh, we start a buzz campaign to get one or both of our boys into the three-point shootout.
2: Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd like to at least see one of them there. Obviously, Spencer doing what he won, the Skills Challenge last year, but I'd like to see one of the guys. I was surprised. I I mean, I wasn't fully surprised because the Nets don't get respect, but I think their hype is starting to build up. So this year, I think they should get maybe a little bit more action in the All-Star game. It'd be nice to maybe one of the guys squeeze into the actual All-Star game, but, you know, that's high hopes. Yeah,
1: well, we're going to be dominating everything, mate. We got Taco Bell Skills Challenge last year. We won that. d going to be making the All-Star um, you know the the sophomore challenge, Jana Moose is going to win the MVP for that. <laughs> Nets take over next season, and the buzz will be covering it all.
2: Anybody used to get to be in the dunk contest for the Nets? I'm trying to think, but I don't know if they'd have anybody. They always finished. have a token
1: big man, so maybe Jared Allen. You know, if yeah. he does, if he like gets some fancy stuff, he jumps over a car, maybe jumps over <laughs> a Tesla. You know, who knows what? Or there's like a hoverboard. There's some modern crap or something. I I, I couldn't not see. Um, but you know, Kenneth Farid's also the manimal uh, we might see some slams from him but he looked pretty uh, fit yesterday media day too oh man he's jacked I, i'm just i'm super excited for all of the nets and uh I'm, I'm even excited i'm just excited for all these player previews as well and we'll have kenneth freud covered very soon as well
2: yeah honestly i'm just excited for preseason like i just love seeing on the court even playing like 2k or nba live seeing your team together you know passing the ball knocking down threes is always fun but any last thoughts you want to get in on crab jack
1: no, nah, we are crab people at the Brooklyn Buzz. Uh, make sure that those crab emojis are ready, ladies and gentlemen. They'll be uh, your most used ones very soon throughout the season.
2: Get that crab counter going for three-pointers. But uh, like Jack said, you know, can check out the other player previews. You know, We already did Jared Allen. A lot more coming, a lot more on the Buzz. And make sure you're checking out Nets Republic. A lot of great Nets content. OTG for your general NBA stuff as well. And check out the show on iTunes, Block Talk
0: Radio, uh, YouTube, and Dash Radio.